Welcome to Toothpaste, the podcast, the other side of dentistry. There are two sides to our great profession. On one side, we have financial independence and personal fulfillment. On the other side, we have financial hardship, depression, and burnout. Why do some dentists thrive in this profession and others struggle to get out of bed in the morning? That is exactly what we are trying to find out. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we talk to some really smart people that can give you some insights on how to thrive in dentistry and life. Thank you for listening. And now for our hosts, Dr. Jessica Gall and Dr. Vincent Buscemi. Welcome to episode 37 of the Tooth Face Podcast. Another solo cast we have for you today. Today we're going to talk about how it feels to lose $200,000 to $250,000. The number's not exact because my brain can't comprehend it. No, the number's not exact because I'm also adding in legal fees because I'm counting it as a loss and how much was actually owed to me because it was clearly written out in the contract and how much was actually paid out to me. But before we start, uh, a listener reached out to me and said I should shamelessly ask everyone to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, like the podcast, subscribe to my Instagram, Vince DDS or Toothface Podcast, and follow us. Whenever I do this podcast, especially the solo podcast, I think this is stupid. Nobody's going to like it, and I should just not do this anymore. But every time I do the podcast, people reach out to me, and they say they love it. I had a resident endodontist reach out to me after the perfectionism podcast saying that she or he or they, I don't want to give out who they are, really enjoy the podcast and they really struggle with perfectionism as well. So I really appreciate you guys listening and I think today is going to be a good one. So what happened? I was in a business partnership And it was very clear, if I left this business partnership, these other businessmen, I'm being vague on purpose, owed me a certain amount of money. There was a clear, distinct formula how much they would owe me. It was a lot of money. When I left the practice, gave them my notice, I said, you owe me this much money. And the contract was clear as day. And the response was, no, we're not going to pay you that money. So there I am, I don't know, 31, 32. Somebody owes me around $800,000. I asked for that money back because I'm going to sell my shares back to them. And the response is no. So what do you do? You have to sue somebody to get your money back. This is what I think young dentists maybe don't understand, and I didn't know, and my wife's a lawyer, but even if you have a solid contract, to enforce this contract is going to cost you a lot of money. Overall legal fees, $60,000, $70,000, just to get my money back, And I still did not get all my money back. We had to go to something called mediation, which is where there's another lawyer that's like an independent third party. 
you both had to plead your cases and then he presents a solution. And if you don't like the solution, then you have to spend more money to go further into the court system to get your money back. So it's very easy to burn up all the money you think you're going to get back in lawsuits and legal proceedings. Maybe I'm jaded, but it's not the people who are right that win in legal proceedings. It's the people that have the most money. So it's me. I'm not working. I'm using all my savings against businessmen, which are using a business that I still own to pay for the lawsuit. So when all is said and done, I took a cut of probably plus 60, 70 in legal fees. So we'll just say 250. So at the age of 32 years old, maybe 33, I lost $250,000. And like I said in previous podcasts, it wasn't like I had $250,000 liquid and I lost it. It was money that was loaned to me from a bank. So as soon as that money is lost, I'm still paying interest on the higher amount. So let's say they owed me $800,000 and only paid me $600,000. I still owe the bank that gave me the money $800,000. So the agreement was they'll pay me a reduced amount, even though the contract was clear, and they were going to pay me over 18 months. So I got small payments every month, and then one big balloon payment at the end. And they just paid me off 25 days ago. So yes, they did follow the mediation contract, and they did pay me in the end. However, I did, in my opinion, unjustly lose $200,000 to $250,000. Did it suck then? Yes. Does it suck now? Surprisingly, no. I don't even think about it, which blows my mind because one of my biggest insecurities or fears is money, is my whole identity is attached or wrapped around providing for my family and protecting my family. And losing a quarter of a million dollars really stifles my ability to provide and protect for my family. So why is this? In the beginning, it is painful to lose that much money. It's similar to losing a limb. So they did psychological research on this and losing all your teeth, you have an equivalent emotional response to losing a limb. Grief, depression, losing massive amounts of money is the same emotional response. So if you lose your foot or if you lose a quarter of a million dollars, most people react the same. Grief, depression, anxiety. However, Our brains have something called a psychological immune system. And this immune system, if the trauma is so much, kicks in like your own immune system that fights off disease. And your psychological immune system fights off grief and depression. And surprisingly, 18 months after losing that money, I have zero negative feelings about losing the money. Of course, I have negative feelings about how it happened, but I'm not mad or at myself or anything for losing that much money, which is surprising. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I'm not going to belabor the lawsuit or my ex-business partners, 
this experience has really changed how I view money and it's helped me kind of wrap my mind around the purpose of money. Bottom line, I think, and maybe your opinion's different, you don't have to agree with everything I think, but I think you should. I think that the reason for money is freedom. And you should try to buy things with your money that give you more freedom. Let me give you an example. I'm huge into health. If you follow my personal Instagram, right now I'm on this carnivore diet and I'm trying to follow Liver King's nine tenets of health. And I know Liver King looks crazy, but I really think there's good science behind his nine tenets of health. So one of the things you can use money for is to buy your health by buying good food, buying gym equipment, buying things that make you healthier. I think that's a good investment for your money and other investments towards even real investments that give you returns on money so you can get passive income down the road. That's where money should be spent. And it's really changed my view. So if you're working 60 to 80 hours a week, which early in my career I would work maybe 60 hours a week and save all that money, I don't think that's a good way to live. And I know we're getting off topic in terms of money and how I view it, but the goal should be to have as much freedom as possible. And I don't think you need tremendous amounts of money to have that freedom, but you have to know where to put your money. And if you can put your money into health, put your money into experiences with your family and your friends, and put your money into things that actually increase the quality of your life, I think your view on money will change as well. Because just like running a business, your life will have overhead too. And the higher your overhead, the more money you have to make. My good friend Alan Mead always talks about this on his podcast. That he says he's the poorest dentist that you know. But he says his life doesn't require him to make a lot of money to live, to have fun. And I know he rides his bike every day, so that's freedom. So th- I want you to think of money like a business, where what's your overhead in your life and how much money do you have to make to cover that overhead to live a high-quality life? And it is shown everywhere in research. If you buy a Ferrari, if you buy a new house, if you buy something new, give it like 15 days, give it 30 days, and the newness of that thing, the excitement, wears off dramatically. People get gratification and satisfaction from accomplishing things. If you buy, let's say, gym equipment, and you're constantly improving upon your physical fitness, that's where the enjoyment gets. But if you buy a Ferrari, let's say, and you drive that Ferrari within 30 days, you'll be bored of it. I I know this very wealthy man that told me driving his Ferrari is more exciting than having sex with his wife. And my only thought on that is he's, he's doing the sex wrong. Because I don't think, unless your wife is disgusting, I don't think that a sports car should give you more pleasure in life than having sex with your partner. So think about that. Any material object that you buy, the happiness or newness is going to wear off really quickly. What really matters in life is two things. 
the relationships you hold with your friends and family and the pride you have with the work you do. So if you've lost a bunch of money or you're about to lose a bunch of money, I'm on the other side of that. I'm telling you, within a year, you'll think of it as a positive relationship because you'll really see the true value of money, which is just buying freedom. So if you find yourself trading freedom to make money, you're in the wrong position. You should use your money to buy more freedom. So I want to end with a story that when I was in high school, little Wayne was a big deal. And he talks about how early in his rap career, he had trouble writing notes down to sing songs and rap them out. One time he went into the studio and just rapped for three to four or five hours. Didn't write anything down. And then after that, He rapped his best song in the world. I'm not sure what it is. But he said that he no longer would write notes when he rapped. He would rap right from the heart. And what I'm trying to do on this podcast, I didn't write any notes on this. I'm trying to develop the ability to speak for 10, 20 minutes on an idea I think is good and develop the idea as I do the podcast. So what I want you guys to do is give me some feedback. Was I rambling on this podcast? Was it a good podcast? I want to know. So thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify and Instagram and reach out to me. My cell phone is 586-335-6833. People are always calling me. I'd love to hear from you. All right, have a great day. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Two-Faced, the podcast, the other side of dentistry. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram at toothpastepodcast or email us at toothpastepodcast at gmail.com.